Hello, everyone. You are on the Stoicism and my professor show today. And the situation that we're going to be talking about is my business is on a rock. Should I keep going? So I have a few questions here for the professor since he knows everything. <laughs> mm. So I was wondering, what were you thinking when we were walking in that? Well, it is a journey. There's no question. Um, most businesses, when you take a journey, we all start off with uh, a purpose. And the purpose for our journey that we've undertaken for this business is to try to help individuals out there, number one, with God's word. Uh, but secondly, to deal with all the complications in life that most Christians are dealing with. We all know that we're saved, and we know that we're saved via sanctification. It's not our own works that save us. It's Christ's death, and us believing in Christ as being the Son of God, and therefore our sins are forgiven. But in and of itself, that doesn't necessarily, when we're out in the world having to deal with the real world, we sometimes forget that, or we have crises that come up. So we got bills to pay. We got people who may not be too nice to us that may be in uh, positions of power over us. We got problems with family members, etc. So the business I had in mind was something to help Christians to become better Christians while they're here. So even though sanctification does save us, there's no question. But instead of comparing how we're doing on this earth to someone else. I perceive that God wants us to try to do better each day our own selves. Because ultimately, if we think about it, once we cross over and have that blessing to do so, we're going to be God's soldiers. And he's still going to have individuals, in my mind, that although Satan will be imprisoned at that point, and hopefully it will be forever and eternity that we won't have any more problems in that life. You never know what might come down the, the tube, so to speak, come down the path. So in starting the business, the business is to help others. But the issue becomes is that in this particular scenario, how many businesses don't make it? So this is the real world that we're looking at and trying to take a Christian business and apply it to real world standards. So is there another question you want to ask before I keep going? Well, no, you, go ahead. You might end up answering all the questions. <laughs> okay. But that's how you roll, so that's okay. Oh, go ahead. Right. <laughs> talk quite too much. So it comes in, how do you align a Christian business with what a worldly business would be? And so worldly businesses, we think about how much money we can make. Uh, maybe there's fame and fortune that's involved with that. Uh, but we never think about who our real audience is from maybe a Christian perspective. Because we're thinking about from a Christian perspective, how many people can we get to the website to join up and sign up, you know, and here we go. Yeah, the money we're going to be using that to, you know, to help entities such as your entity is going to be and is currently and always has been St. Jude. But we're still wanting to gain people where maybe we need to change our audience and the audience being God. And I can talk about that a little bit later. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Uh, where were you imagining it would Thank you for us. Wow. 
it, it would be nice if it took us away from our current jobs, so to speak. That it was self-sufficient in the sense that we didn't have to work for the man or the woman anymore. That would be extremely nice, as most people would say. I didn't necessarily think that there was going to be rich and famous there because I would feel very, very bad uh, if we're looking at it from a monetary standpoint. But to get by, and that's something I was kind of raised the way I was brought up, is if, if God gives you and has given you enough to get by, you're doing his word uh, and sharing his word, then you're pretty successful at that point. And yeah, that's important. Okay. Did you realize that all what all this would entail? No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, by the way, folks, she's catching me off guard on these questions. Yeah, he doesn't so, know these questions. Uh, maybe I could peek over and see if she's reading there. <laughs> um, no. I mean, I can look at the literature, and I, I think I gave you some literature on that, on uh, how long it takes businesses to be profitable. Uh, and we'll be talking about that uh, in the upcoming video in the Beat the Professor. Uh, by the way, folks, this is prior to the Beat the Professor Challenge that will be occurring later this evening. Uh, just to let you know, uh, this is my perspective on what I'll be presenting, and then we will have the challenger's perspective. Now, sometimes I cheat. I'll tell you now. In the situation, I don't address it exactly as it is, and we'll see how the challengers respond to that. I, I try to do pretty good tonight on this one. So anyway, you hope, we hope you join us. Uh, the only thing, you do have to be a member to join, and you can look on the website. Uh, uh, you'll notice that we would like for you to stay with us for four months and the majority of the monies uh, does go to help St. Jude's. Anyway, getting back to answering boss's question here. Uh, the response is, is that, you know, the literature tells you that it can take time. Most businesses fail within five years. Uh, due to inadequate funding, uh, planning's incorrect, uh, poor audience identification, uh, poor marketing, uh, and also the things have gotten harder, according to the literature, because there's so many people that are out on the web now uh, with businesses. Um, but as I gave you some statistics, where you start looking at when did some companies uh, become profitable, some took several years. Uh, Pinterest, for example, uh, even Zoom took some time. Uh, these things aren't magical. I mentioned uh, and we'll talk about a little bit tonight about um, Toyota. Uh, although, were they making a profit? The answer was yes, but they weren't really profitable because they were pushing the monies back into the company again. Um, Toyota was uh, over 25 years. It was right at 28 years it took before they could honestly say they were profitable. And they're interesting findings because a lot of these companies were coming uh, to bear in a market when there was a lot of money. Uh, for example, the technology was there when Pinterest and uh, those entities were coming into play, so you thought they'd jump to the top, and they didn't. It took time uh, to wiggle in. Uh, and even Toyota, you think about the baby boomers and their ages, so to speak, they were coming to lots of money. Uh, this was going through the 70s, but uh, it's it struggled. It, it took, like I said, uh, over 25 years before they really became what's considered a profitable business. Um, so, and then you wonder how many mistakes that you make. Uh, and of course, the literature talks about pivoting, and I can't tell you the number of times that we've tried to pivot this particular company of yours. 
you change your style. You try to change whatever the mood of the audience may be. Uh, and it's, uh, it's a lot of blood and tears, but you know that as well. But anyone who's tried to start their own business would know that also. Mm -hmm. So getting back to the answer to the question, I should have been very brief and said, no, I had no idea. Yeah, because, well, I was thinking, too, everything it entails with the technology and, you know, all the work that you do. You do a lot of work on the back end, so I didn't know if you... And we started not knowing that technology. Yeah. yeah. We, we both had to learn. We had to learn which entities to go to, whether it be just setting up a website, trying to figure out who's your best hosting company, who's your firewall company, who's going to do your advertising to help you. Right. And, you know, and some of these things you'll never be able to do on your own, uh, but others, the entities will help you learn. Yeah. Yeah. Try to assist. You might have answered the questions already, but let's see. So were you thinking of fame or helping people? And I think you've already kind of answered that. You're thinking more of helping people. But, but fame comes in that light, um, if you think about it, because you become a go-to person. Um, did some teaching in college, needless to say, as you're aware. And uh, in the pharmacy law business, uh, when I was teaching, uh, down at University of Mississippi, the students would come to you after they had graduated. If they got into uh, a little bit of a situation with the State Board of Pharmacy or they felt uncomfortable in their practice, you know, you, you become kind of the go-to person. Uh, it's at that time, I would say it was nice. All right. Uh, I never made a dollar off of them. I can tell you that. Uh, but this particular venture is more scary. And the reason I say that is that you don't want to make mistakes in helping the person where they may turn away from God somewhat instead of turning toward God. So I'm more scared on this one making a mistake, if that helps. Yeah. Well, uh, bigger stakes when you're talking about God. Like that, <laughs> it, it, it is much bigger. Um, I ran into, I still work in the pharmacy, as you know, um, retail pharmacy and I, I ran into an individual here a couple of weeks ago where she was not happy with God um, she, the technician had been a Christian she said and still felt she was but she doesn't attend worship anymore she doesn't pray anymore and she was upset because she was trying real hard in her life but she, and she didn't get what she was wanting to get out of life and I I, I try to keep religion separate, but she brought it up and we were on lunch break. And so I asked her, I said, well, what were you wanting? And she said, well, I didn't get a better job. I didn't get more money. And I said, but that's not what God gives. And, you know, she kind of looked at me strange. I said, consider it this way. Uh, I, I said, I think that you're basing this on Jesus's statement that he said, you know, whatever you ask, you'll receive. And she said, yeah, that's the one in Matthew. And I said, yeah, that's good. And I said, you're exactly right. You know, whatever we ask in his name, he's going to give to us. And she's like, but it didn't happen. And I keep trying. It doesn't happen. And I said, well, the issue may be, if you think about it, is by what authority does he have to give? And she's like, well, Jesus has authority over everything. Heaven and earth. And I said, you're exactly right. But what is that authority? And the authority is to do God's work. All right. I don't think that God really, and take it in the right light, young lady, I don't think he really cares whether you're rich or poor. 
You know, that has nothing to do with your salvation or mine. Uh, he'll give us what we need. And, you know, in the scriptures, it says, you know, the birds don't worry. The flowers don't worry. You know, they toil not. Lilies of the field. But the power that Christ can do is that if you're doing something to help God, pray to him for that help. Then that's where you will receive. And Jesus promised that. So then I'm coming back to where we are here today. We're not successful financially, but we do pray for God's help. And we are picking up people as we go that are listening, watching, even the people here tonight that are watching this. And we hope this helps. It, you have to watch what you pray for. As my daddy used to say, you can't pray for a mansion, son, and think God's going to have it sitting on the hill tomorrow for you. It doesn't work that way. But he said, if you prayed for a mansion in heaven, you might get a little lucky and you might be on the the side of the creek, so to speak, and have a nice little place there. But again, think about what you're asking for. What does God really want? God wants you to love each other, help each other. He wants you, as Christ commanded, to spread his name to those that don't know. And as Paul, Apostle Paul in the New Testament, we're supposed to share and help one another as we can. And by the way, we'll have other podcasts where we'll talk about how much do you share with others as far as information. We'll talk about trusted friends, et cetera, because you still have to be a little bit careful uh, you, you know, in what you do talk about and what you share, some of your trials and tri tribulations that you have. But we can touch on that later. But okay. I probably have over-answered that question, too. <laughs> No, it's not that I'm, good stuff. it's not that I'm long-winded I'm just extra extra <laughs> uh, let's see did you think that you would have to pivot and we've talked about we've had a bit of but like when you start out do you think you're just going you think it's just going to go straight one way on what you're thinking or did did you realize, you know, along, you know, times and different things that are happening that, you know, you might have to, to pivot? I don't think, well, for me, I knew we'd have to pivot. Okay. I mean, that's, that's just an acceptable one. I mean, this, when, you, <laughs> when you're starting a business, uh, it's like a war. Just because I know, yeah, you, you're very business-minded, so I figured you probably already know a lot of this but i just no that that's that's a very good question but it's like ike eisenhower previous president previous president said you go a certain path and you find that it's not working then you got to take another step in another direction and who knows in my opinion you may be tripping over your own feet uh, so the answer to your question is i saw a couple of pivots that might be, need to be made need to be made but I can't tell you the number of pivots that we've had to make and where we've gotten to. I have no idea how we ever got there. Yeah. And it's like, you just take a step and it's just like with Christianity, you know, you, you want to become stronger each day, but how do you become stronger each day? And it's called your work. At. And so that means you have to take steps also and go in a particular direction. You may have to, um, Hold yourself back in, in type of people that you're dealing with. And as I just mentioned earlier, what you share with them, because even other Christians that we share with, they, you know, they're, they're sinful just like we are. And they may take something that you said and they use it to their advantage. And in doing so, they do that and it hurts you. 
So uh, again, there's more pivoting here than what you can imagine. Uh, am I saddened on how much pivoting we had to Nick? No, it's been a learned experience. Do I think that you know I've made mistakes and given bad direction for your company? Yeah, I promise you that. Should have gotten rid of me a long time ago. But on the other hand, I, I perceive we're going in the right line and we're trying. Yeah. And, you know, we're praying for God's help. So hopefully when we make a bad pivot, he brings us back around quickly. Mm-hmm. And I do find as Christians doing God's work, people do try to help. That That is awesome. In yeah. Of itself. Yeah. They're there. They want to help. They really do. Yeah. Uh, I know we have to wrap up soon. I was going to ask about Toyota, but you already touched on that. So we, we can skip on that. I like what about- Toyota. But- good trucks (laughs) nissan's got good ones too go ahead i'm sorry (laughs) and my last question if we have time was about abraham Mm. how you spoke about abraham yeah that's going to be in the the podcast tonight that (laughs) that was one of the success metrics that we looked at and i discussed with you about and that, that came from pivoting as well because uh, you, you you wonder if you're ever going to make it, and then you have to ask yourself, are you successful or not? So, folks, what y'all will hear tonight is us talking about um, Abraham and looking at his success, so to speak, and dealing with the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, he initially, when he was with God, God was going to destroy those cities because of the sin that was there. And so... In that area where Abraham lived, the literature suggests there was probably about half a million people, 500,000. And so anyway, he starts off and, you know, he asked God, well, if you find 50 righteous souls, you know, you just, God, you just really can't destroy righteous souls along with the unrighteous. And so God agreed if it was 50, he would. Well, then he asked for 40 and 30. And he kept on going because he had his uh, nephew Lot in his Lot's family down there. And of course, that's something to be said that Lot, his family and his servants, you know, there there wasn't enough of them either in the righteous camp, I guess, because it got down to Abraham asked if there were just 10 souls, would that be sufficient? And God agreed. He found 10 righteous people. Um, So anyway, there weren't 10 righteous. But in that, if you think about it, the, the if there were 10 people out of 500,000, all you had to find. Wow. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a very small percentage. Let's try it that light. And I gave you some numbers in there and how small the percentage is, you know. Mm-hmm. So you take a website like this and, you know, you say, well, you've got 1,000 people that listen to you. Well, okay. Um, have you been successful or not? Well, if you folks come on and listen to the podcast, you'll you'll hear how successful you were. In fact, if you just had 200 and think about that percentage, one out of 500,000 and take that same percentage and apply to 200 people or to 1,000 people. And guess what? Have you even got one person yet? And the answer is, yeah, you got it. So if you got one person, you got 200 people and your audience that you were looking at, we started off in Atlanta area. I think you've done good. I really do. Now, maybe you can stay well. It's not paying the bills completely yet. And the answer is, is that the point? If you got that many people that are looking and listening and uh, their understanding and drawing closer to God, then I think the prayers have come true also. 
Because again, you're doing what God wants to do, and Christ is going to stand before our God and ask Him to help us more so. so. And it goes back to the goal is to help you. So. Yes. Yes. All right. And we're going to make mistakes. I'm going to tell you right now, there'll be people that type in and tell us we're going the wrong way there, straighten up. And the answer is we thank you for that. We're all on a journey together. It's a mission. Some of us are younger, some of us are older, but we all still are trying to make it. Um, and we're going to try to help you with the mindset to, to deal with those problems that you face in life. And don't let them bother you so bad. You might firm up a little bit more, too, just to let you know. Yeah, yeah. And the technician, like you said, you know, she's younger, too. And over time, I think, too, you learn more on patience and things. I look at things a little differently, possibly. Maybe that was an event where I was supposed to meet her that day. I've never seen before in my life. Yeah. So you never know. Yeah. You help both you of help us. Lots of people. She helped me too to rethink things. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for letting me question you without knowing what I was going to ask. You this did a fine is, job. Thank you. This will occur next <laughs> week again, by the way. This is what you get when you become her professor. Believe you me. It's a good job. I have lots of questions. That's a so good job. What about this? What about that? Yeah, well, you're going to give Oprah a run for the money. Oh, my goodness. She's a good lady, too. So. Yes. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. See you all later on the night if you decide to join. All right. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye-bye.